Looking to live a happier, healthier, and longer life? Then this podcast is for you. You're listening to the Primo Wellness Podcast, the podcast that will help you discover how you can live with more vigor, age gracefully, and prevent illness. Listen to interviews with leading professionals on today's new trends and techniques in integrative medicine, nutrition, health, and wellness. Here is today's Primo host. Hello, listeners. I am Erin Primo, your Primo Wellness host today, and we are really excited about talking about hyperparathyroidism with Dr. Jess Dolly. The Primo Wellness Podcast is proudly sponsored by Spa Domo. Visit spadomo.com. So, Dr. Dolly, we're excited to have you here today. Why, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Let's learn a little bit about you. So, I have here a little bit of information about your education. Dr. Dolly got her master's in MD at Tufts University School of Medicine. She completed her general surgery residency at UMass Bay State and her fellowship in endocrine surgery at Duke. Wow, that's incredible. So endocrine surgery, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and and why specifically endocrine surgery? Hmm, Thank you. So a little bit about myself. So I grew up in Connecticut. I'm the oldest of three. I have a younger sister and a younger brother, a New Englander at heart and played field hockey at Syracuse. And it was during that time in college that I was looking for a little bit more to do in terms of a career and ultimately settled on surgery and decided to pursue a career in medicine and knew going in from the start that it was going to be surgery. Though I initially thought I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon because I love the sports. Oh yeah. I love sports medicine, love fractures and the Home Depot aspect of, of fixing bones. But I realized fairly quickly on that I needed a little bit more delicacy in the surgery I I was going to pursue. And I, I initially started out with general surgery And during my general surgery residency at UMass Bay State, fell upon endocrine surgery. And I really enjoyed taking care of patients, both with benign, non-cancerous diagnoses, treating cancer, and getting to know my patients a little bit through this whole process. And so, so, so with endocrine surgery, I feel like that's even just the education portion of it is very rare. So you just happen to be at a school that had that in their education program. Mm -hmm. The residency I attended had an endocrine surgeon who was trained in Mm. an endocrine surgery fellowship. And so I think I got a A little extra, a little extra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And was that surgeon the one who kind of talked you into going to Duke or not necessarily. So the endocrine surgery fellowship works similarly to other residency match programs is that you apply to the fellowship programs you want to go to and they interview you, and then both the programs and the applicants rank. And then that ranking system essentially matches you to a program. So I ranked at Duke. Was that your number one? It was top three. Yeah. I was very excited. Yeah. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's roll into hyperparathyroidism. Excellent. Yeah. So tell me what that is. And what do they do? What is the (laughs) thyroid? Yes. I would say most patients who come to see me for hyperparathyroidism have absolutely no idea that they even had a parathyroid gland or what this means. (laughs) So uh, we're not very creative people. So everyone knows what the thyroid gland is. Okay. Well, para means next to. So the parathyroid gland 
are small glands that live next to the thyroid. And how many of those do we have? Four. Okay. With an asterisk. You're supposed to have four. However, sometimes you have more than four and very, very rarely have fewer than four. But almost everyone has four, two on the top, two on the bottom, and they live next to the thyroid. But again, we're not very creative people here. So if you imagine that the thyroid makes thyroid hormone, the parathyroid gland makes parathyroid hormone. Okay. Right. And hyper means elevated. So if you have overdoing elevated, it. overdoing it, mm-hmm. parathyroid gland, you have hyperparathyroidism. Okay. Right. Now you would think that living next to the thyroid, that the parathyroid glands had something to do with the thyroid. Not at all. They do not. <laughs> so the parathyroid glands... Which can be very confusing. Oh, you have no for idea. For an individual yes. who has no clinical background. <laughs> and now you're telling me they don't really do anything together, mm-hmm. but you've called them mm-hmm. parathyroid. Mm-hmm. So you think that they pair together, but they really don't. They don't at all. Okay. No. They so do completely different things. Completely different. So they're the, busy. They've got their track. Oh yeah. And they're going. Oh yeah. Okay. They're, they're just kind of like smooching off the thyroid and, and stealing its blood supply. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. So that's how they're connected in a way. A yes, bit. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. They share the same blood supply. Yes. Okay. So the parathyroid glands are responsible for the calcium. In your body. Calcium. Mm-hmm. Now, calcium's mm-hmm. pretty important. Calcium's pretty important. It, yeah. It's what your bones are made of, and it's responsible for your heart to function normally and your brain synapses to act normally. You need it in your muscles too, right? You need it in your muscles yeah. for normal Nerves. muscle function all over. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's kind of important. Ubiquitously important. So there's four little glands mm-hmm. called the parathyroid. Mm-hmm. How, how, what's the size of these glands? Oh, they're so small and cute. They're tiny. They're like lentils. Lentils. They're cute little oh, we lentils. Love lentils. Yeah. Yeah. But when they're abnormal and they grow a little tumor on them, they can get large, mm-hmm. size of a grape, perhaps, okay. even larger. A little bigger. Mm-hmm. And where mm-hmm. are they located? So I guess if they're thyroid, that's like in the neck. Region? Yes. Okay. Exactly. The lower portion of the neck next okay. to the thyroid glands. Okay. Yes. So you just said tumors. Mm. Is it, is that typically cancerous? Not cancerous? Not cancer. No, we're we're talking a benign adenoma, which is an abnormal growth of one of the parathyroid glands. Okay. And almost always just one. So if I got this right, hyperparathyroidism, you're developing some calcium, Mm -hmm. but you're developing a lot of calcium, Mm. right? So we're like rocking and rolling, (laughs) lots of calcium. What, um, how does somebody identify that? Like, Uh, how do you know? If you have hyperparathyroidism. Yes. So most people who have parathyroid disorders or hyperparathyroidism have symptoms. You wouldn't necessarily know them because a lot of the symptoms are fairly nonspecific. Okay. Fatigue. Oh, I have that. Right. (laughs) Brain fog or concentration difficulties. You can have abdominal pain and cramping. You can uh, have constipation. Mm -hmm. You can have bone pain, kidney stones. Which could come in a whole host of different mm-hmm. yeah. diseases or, yeah. you know, so, okay. And so. longstanding hyperparathyroidism can lead to osteoporosis or thinning of the bones. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so would it be kind of too late at that point or no? No, it's okay. never too late. Okay. And so. I would say in terms of general public, if you aren't sure about your symptoms, your labs would be the next thing. So if you're seeing your primary care doctor once a year and getting your annual blood work up, you would see elevated or high calcium in your blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how often does this happen? Is this common in just your regular individual, men, women? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? Yeah, it's fairly common. It has been quoted as the third 
most common endocrine disorder behind diabetes and thyroid problems. Okay, that's pretty and common. And it's fairly common within women, usually okay. in the, between their 50s and 70s, but it is seen in men as well. And again, so older in age, older in age. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are some types of hyperparathyroid diseases that are associated with genetic syndromes. Those tend to run in families. Those families tend to know that mom, dad, siblings, they've had everyone has a genetic disorder. You're potentially going to have it. So is it, is it common that everyone in the family has it or it's like grandma had it, you may get it. Sporadic. Okay. Most of these are... Agree, not associated with any other familial disorders or genetics that run in families. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Okay. So now that we know what hyperparathyroidism is and, you know, to get an idea of where, you know, you find it, it's, you know, you're looking at high levels of calcium, correct? Okay. So now what do you do? What do you do when like you've gone to your primary care, you're getting your annual checkup And this shows that you're off the charts. What do you do? So I would absolutely request that your primary care doctor refer you to an endocrinologist or an endocrine surgeon in order to help work up the high calcium levels. It is the most common cause of high calcium, but there are some other things that can lead to elevated calcium. And that could be anywhere from too much vitamin D, though that's typically not uh, as common. Certain medications can cause a slight increase in calcium. And malignancy, certain cancers can also cause elevated calcium, but your doctors can certainly help work this out to make sure that you get the right diagnosis and get the right treatment. Okay. So what are the treatment options? Mm. So surgery is the only cure for hyperparathyroidism. Only? Correct. Okay. There are medications that can treat hypercalcemia and lower the parathyroid hormone level and block it. Okay. However, surgery is the only cure. So... Let me remember this. You said there was four, mm. potentially four. There's, yeah. We'll keep it simple. Yeah. There are four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, these little tiny lentil glands. And to fix the problem, to, to um, fix the overabundance of calcium and making sure that, um, which I'm assuming, so if you have this abundance of calcium, you're going to end up with osteoporosis and, and some other things that yes. you know, are not going to. My favorite metaphor is the thermostat metaphor. Okay. So the parathyroid glands make parathyroid hormone, and it works very similarly in raising calcium like your thermostat and the heater does. So the thermostat at your house measures the temperature in the room, and if it's too cold, it sends a signal up to the heater. The heater turns on and, and blows out hot air, warms up the temperature in the room. The thermostat recognizes that and then stops sending the signal to the heater. So a parathyroid gland works just the same way. Okay. So the parathyroid gland produces parathyroid hormone in response to low calcium. The parathyroid hormone goes out to the whole body. It goes to the um, to the intestines and increases absorption of calcium in the intestines and in the gut. Mm. It goes to the kidneys and increases calcium absorption in the kidneys. It goes to the bones. It increases the essentially uh, how much calcium is pulled out of the bones to increase the calcium level in the blood. Okay. So we're pulling it out, which we don't want. Right. But normally what happens is the parathyroid glands will recognize that the calcium is at a good level. So it, it reduces how much parathyroid hormone it makes. Okay. But when you have an abnormal parathyroid gland or a tumor that's growing on one of the parathyroid glands, its only job that it knows is to make parathyroid hormone. Mm. So it so doesn't- there's no trigger. There's no trigger. It's it. just, it's abnormal. So its only 
its only job in life is to create parathyroidal so it's just heating up. It's just heating up. Yeah. The temperature is 80, 90, 100 degrees yeah. in the house, and it just keeps making more parathyroid hormone. Yeah, yeah and we definitely don't want that in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's hot yeah. enough here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need it any <laughs> So, okay. All right. So, if... This happens, right? So, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, most of the time it's a, it's a tumor. Yeah. You as the endocrine surgeon mm-hmm. will go in and remove it. Correct. Okay. So we use some imaging techniques to identify the abnormal gland since most of the time it's just a single gland that's abnormal and remove that gland during surgery. And interestingly enough, we monitor the parathyroid hormone real time in surgery. Oh, that's really neat. Mm-hmm. It's and metabolized so very quickly. You can kind of see the body go down it goes the levels go down they sure do that's incredible Mm -hmm. in real time every five to ten minutes you can see a decrease in the parathyroid hormone level wow Mm -hmm. wow that's that's cool that's really (laughs) cool so and then hopefully hopefully it's just the one right have you seen a case where there it's all over all of them yes so you can have multi-gland disease meaning more than one gland is abnormal okay or you can have four gland hyperplasia okay if you have multi-gland disease, you can take out all the abnormal glands and you can know that that you have several glands are abnormal based on that PTH level that you monitor during surgery. And if all four glands are enlarged, mm-hmm. then you can take out up to three and a half. So you have to leave you have to have at least one parathyroid gland or something that's roughly the size of a normal gland okay. to have normal parathyroid hormone okay. and thus normal calcium. Okay. So, and so there's no other treatment. So if you've removed a majority of these, mm-hmm. what happens next? Yes. Do you have to get on any type of medication after that? So if you, so most of the time you can cure a parathyroid disease or hyperparathyroidism with, with surgery, with removal of the abnormal gland or glands. Okay. And then we will follow up the PTH and the calcium levels every six months to a year or so. Okay. And intervals, because there's a very small percentage of people that will have recurrence. Right. And that's for primary hyperparathyroidism. I mean, the abnormal parathyroid gland is the culprit. Yeah. There are secondary causes of elevated parathyroid hormone that can lead to elevated calcium. But those are things like vitamin D deficiency or medications or kidney disease that can lead to elevated parathyroid hormone level. And what causes this vitamin D deficiency? Typically, it's a decrease in intake of vitamin D. Okay. Or like the body's not absorbing Mm -hmm. vitamin D. Yeah. So vitamin D... You have to take in uh, through either a multivitamin or supplement mm-hmm. or through foods. Food. And, and the, the sun. sun, the sun is the best source. So okay. even though we live in Louisiana, we tend to not have enough vitamin D, especially women. And so sure. a daily calcium It's hard to get outside. D. It's hot. It's really hot. This is true. I actually <laughs> didn't think of it that way. I just assumed it was the sunlight that would draw you outside, not the heat that would drive you inside. Inside, yeah. <laughs> and where we have the cool AC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I think that's great. So it's, it's exciting to see that, that it's such an easy fix, right? So with your excellent surgery skills, you go in, nip it, nip it in the bud and basically, and all is done. That's excellent. Yeah. 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 That's great. It's a fairly quick surgery, small incision. Yeah, you all for hyperparathyroidism. All to treat hyperparathyroidism when you probably didn't even know that you had one. In the I first didn't place. even know. Like when you said the word hyperparathyroidism, I thought you were making it up. Mm, yeah, most I was people like, do. She's tricking me. <laughs> yeah, like where? Where are we really doing a podcast about? So, man, so this is this is very educational for me. So I would think that people need to make sure that they're paying attention to their their calcium levels 
in addition to everything else when they're getting their blood work. Yes. But, um, but maybe women kind of in their 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. make sure you're thinking about that as well. Agreed. Right. All right. Well, I have one last question for you, Dr. Mm. Dolly. This is the secrets of the experts. So, um, so for you, what is the best bit of wellness advice you'd like to pass along to our listeners? Oh, great question. Thank yeah. you. I would say be your own advocate, mm. especially in this day and age when we have so much transparency in medicine and we have access to all of our labs and our imaging and our you know progress notes and, and doctor's notes that use that wisely. Yeah. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to speak up. And I think being your own advocate and noticing potential problems that Mm -hmm. perhaps was overlooked, you can be your own advocate. Yeah. I would put an asterisk with that and only to say, use good sources. Yeah. Use, use trusted resources online and not necessarily rely on blogs or something on social media, social media, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go to the source. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Cause you're, 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 you know, yourself best. Mm-hmm. So if you don't speak up about it, who's going to exactly. Yeah. That's excellent advice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to remember that one. I'm going to keep that one in mind. <laughs> it's worthwhile. Remembering. Next time I go to my doctor's visit. Absolutely. So. And I will say, at least for parathyroid disease, the American Association of Endocrine Surgeons, or AAES, AAES, okay, is a great resource and people can read all about it. Oh, that's great. Well, we will add a link to that page uh, with the podcast. Great. That sounds great. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Dolly, for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. There are so many more endocrine diseases to discuss. Yeah, a lot of glands. So many glands. All right. This episode of the Primo Wellness Podcast has ended, but your journey towards living a happier, healthier, and longer life continues. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for listening.